There was a king who had a wide awake vision that scared him until his knees knocked together violently. But was the vision enough to turn his heart to God? Hello and welcome to episode 28 in the Heart of God. Today's podcast is entitled Handwriting on the Wall. My name is Apostle Charles G. Wright and today Stephanie and I want to know, have you ever been warned by God to do or not do something? Did you ignore him or did you acknowledge the warning? Join us as we go into the heart of God and see his warning to King Belshazzar through a handwriting on the wall. Stephanie, do you want to get us started? Thank you, Charles. Before we get started, we need to set things up to understand why God sent a warning through an open vision to King Belshazzar. Thus, we are going into a brief history of King Belshazzar and his grandfather, King Nebuchadnezzar. Here we go. King Belshazzar was the grandson of King Nebuchadnezzar, who was purported to be the greatest Babylonian king ever. Belshazzar's father was Nabonidus, and his mother was Natakris. So even though Belshazzar is referred to as King Nebuchadnezzar's son, he was not. This may be because Belshazzar's father, Nabonidus, was exiled, and perhaps Belshazzar was given the title of king by default. Around 587 BC, King Nebuchadnezzar conquered Jerusalem and took the Jews of the southern kingdom into captivity back to Babylon. The Babylonians plundered the holy vessels from the temple in Jerusalem, 2 Chronicles chapter 36, verse 7, and placed them in the Babylonian temple. It is estimated that 5,400 articles of gold and silver were taken from Jerusalem, which included gold and silver dishes, gold and silver bowls, and other articles, Ezra chapter 1, verses 5 through 11. These were eventually returned when King Cyrus of Persia conquered the Babylonians in 539 BC and released the Jews to return to Jerusalem in 538 BC. Now we are going to find out why these vessels that were taken from Jerusalem were critical to God's warning to King Belshazzar. Daniel chapter 5 tells us the following. King Belshazzar decided to have a party. He invited his lords, princes, wives, and concubines. While he was tasting the wine, he had this brilliant idea and commanded that the golden and silver vessels that his grandfather Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple in Jerusalem be brought so that he and his princes, wives, and concubines could drink from them. And when the vessels were brought to them, they drank from the vessels and praised their idol gods, gods made of gold, silver, brass, iron, wood, and stone. In short, they desecrated the holy vessels of the Almighty God. They mocked the true God, with their false gods. Belshazzar had crossed the line. So God, in that same hour, sent forth the fingers of a man's hand 
which the king saw, and the fingers of the hand wrote on the king's palace wall. What he saw was so frightening, it changed his face. He was troubled. His joints got weak, and his knees knocked violently. Even worse, he did not know what the writing meant, and neither did anyone else until the queen mother, Natakris, told him about Daniel, who had the gift of interpretation. Daniel was summoned, and the king acknowledged that Daniel was a man of light and understanding and excellent wisdom. He offered to reward Daniel, but Daniel told the king he did not need compensation. But before Daniel interpreted the handwriting on the wall, he first told him why what was about to happen to him was going to happen. Daniel begins by laying out the history of Belshazzar's grandfather, King Nebuchadnezzar, in verses 18 through 23 of Daniel chapter 5. Daniel tells Belshazzar that his grandfather was a man God allowed to be powerful. God gave his grandfather a kingdom, majesty, glory, and honor. But King Nebuchadnezzar was lifted up, was full of pride. But one day, King Nebuchadnezzar went insane, and he lived among the animals and ate grass like oxen seven years. From that experience, he learned that God was the highest and ruled in the kingdom of men. King Nebuchadnezzar was humbled, and he realized that God was the one who had the power over whomever he willed. This can be found in Daniel chapter 4. In other words, King Nebuchadnezzar repented of his pride. Then Daniel proceeded to tell Belshazzar that he already knew all these things about his grandfather. Nevertheless, he chose to lift himself up against the Lord of heaven. And this is where the vessels come into play. Daniel says in chapter 5, verse 23, the following, And they have brought the vessels of his house before you, and you and your lords, your wives, and your concubines have drunk wine in them, and you have praised the gods of silver, gold, brass, iron, wood, and stone, which see not, nor hear, nor know. The God who has given you life, you have not glorified. So the hand you saw writing on the wall was sent from God, and this is what God says. Many, many tekel ufarsin. Many means God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. Tekel means you are weighed in the balances and are found wanting. And Paris means your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Apostle Charles tell us, after Daniel's interpretation of King Belshazzar's dream, what happened? And Apostle Charles, what message is there 
in this Bible account for us? First of all, Daniel's interpretation of what was written on the wall did happen just as God had written. That very night, Babylon and its king Belshazzar was overthrown. I would like to discuss accounts, some accounts at least, and messages that apply to God's handwriting on the wall for us today. Like some of us, King Belshazzar had already been informed and made aware of how Daniel's God, who gave his grandfather King Nebuchadnezzar, interpreted in prophetic truths. Belshazzar's grandfather also had encounters with God's truthful words. No doubt this was recorded in the Babylonian Chronicles where Belshazzar had access. But the king of Babylon, Belshazzar, like some of us, still refused to turn his heart to God and abandon his false idol gods. Don't be full of pride, but be submitted to the king of kings. Number two, like some of us, Belshazzar grieved the Holy Spirit by abusing and misusing God's vessels of holy worship. Today, God's vessels are those Christians who have God's truth separated and written within their hearts where God dwells and even now dwells. True Christians already know that we do not grieve the Holy Spirit within our vessels by worshiping other gods. Another observation is this. The Bible is your uh, writings of God on the wall of the pages of God, which may seem to be so fragile, but yet powerful. So don't ignore the other writings on the wall of the scriptures and the history that we have that we can look at. And don't be prideful and say, I will ignore it. Like Belshazzar, do we dishonor God's writings and the writings that he has upon the walls of our hearts? God's writings are revealing to every one of us because the warnings are God's signs and God's vision and his dreams and his thoughts, which reveal to us his wise warnings. Those wise warnings are for our good, not for our demise, unless we ignore them and go to sleep like Belshazzar. Belshazzar was made afraid. He trembled at his knees. He, he was fearful and still. At the reading of the writing or the interpretation of the what was written on the wall, the man didn't do anything behind it. He just simply went to sleep. Don't go to sleep on God. Don't be like the five foolish virgins who didn't have enough oil in their lamp. And they knew that the king was coming or the bridegroom was coming. They knew by prophecy that um, things were going to change and there was going to be a great change even in their lives, their personal individual lives. And yet the five foolish virgins didn't prepare. They didn't, they just, if I can say it like this, spiritually went to sleep and ignored the writings that were already in their heart. The king, or should I say, the bridegroom is coming. That should be a warning, even though it should be a, uh, a place and a time of joy. But it is also on the reflection of the other side of the coin. It, it was also a time of warning. So King Belshazzar, he simply hmm, ignored and grieved the spirit of God. And for a last point of view for our time, don't be like the king Belshazzar, who ignored what God had written on the wall. Don't be like the king and then grieve the Holy Spirit. 
Don't be like the king and dishonor God's writings in the wall, especially on the walls of our hearts. He'd written things. Don't be like that king and then uh, be full of pride and misuse and abuse the vessels of God. Don't be like that king, but pay attention to that sign or signs that God writes on the pages of the scriptures. He writes it into the pages of our hearts. He writes them on the walls. They may be identified as the sign language of God. They are prophetic because they're telling us the words of God and the signs of God, the thoughts of God and the uh, uh, predictions of God and his dreams and visions of God. They predict changes in time. Things are going to change. It's not going to always remain the same. You might be at peace right now, but in honesty, eventually, if you ignore, if we ignore what God is telling us, they will be apocalyptic. That's what happened with that king of Belshazzar named Belshazzar. He was not paying attention to the signs of the time. In spite of the fact that he was afraid of what he heard and what Daniel prophesied to him, he still didn't pay attention and close attention. He grieved the Holy Spirit by ignoring the presence of God, even in his own household, while he was having a good time, while he was partying and having a good time, misusing the vessels of God. Don't misuse the vessels of God like he did. Because God's language is in your heart right now. It's in my heart right now. His language is prophetic. And he's speaking to us. Because what he says, what God says, even in the signs that are written on the walls of the pages of Scripture, and in your heart and in my heart, they are prophetic. And they are fixed. And they cannot be changed because he is unchangeable and he is immutable. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was the same back then when he was speaking to the king Belshazzar. He's the same today and he will be the same tomorrow. So what do we need to do knowing that there's going to be a great change to coming? Who? By the one who is unchangeable. Then we must change. We must change and do what Belshazzar didn't do. And that is seek God's face. Don't go to sleep on God. Seek God's face. I would ask you this question. Do you think it was possible for that young man, or I'm sorry to call him a young man, but the king. Do you think it was possible for the king whose name was Belshazzar? Do you think it was possible that Babylon could have been saved if they had turned to God instead of turning away? That's food for thought. Thank you. Thank you, Apostle Charles. Now let's go to a closing prayer. And then Apostle Charles will close us out with contact information. We're going to pray and we're asking our listeners to pray along with us. Lord, our prayer is for our listeners to know how to pray when they have negative or bad dreams. To know they have power in the name of Jesus to bind the bad dream and destroy whatever works the enemy may be attempting to accomplish. To know they are chosen and ordained by you, dear God, to intercede prayerfully and to have the courage to accept the challenge of praying and binding evil so that good will prevail. And we also pray that each of us will teach others how to pray and overcome fearful dreams. To also learn to receive, embrace and give thanks for dreams of good and prosperity given by our Lord. And that every power preventing God's glory to be manifested, we pray that those dark powers be paralyzed and bound in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Apostle Charles. 
And thank you for joining us today. Now, let's return to Apostle Charles as he closes us out and gives us contact information. If you want to contact us or comment on this podcast, please visit our website at cgmissions.com forward slash podcast, where all episodes are available by category and series format. This is Apostle Charles. Until next time, God bless you. Charles George Missions is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Donations may be made through our website, cgmissions.com.